Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. This is living your your best story within Christ's story, living a highly fruitful Christian experience, becoming what I like to now call a a high-functioning Christ follower. As Dallas Willard said, an apprentice of Christ's kingdom. I love that phrase. An apprentice is one who is bound to a skillful artisan and who learns the trade. In this case, we are yoked with Jesus Christ. He said he would teach us, coach us, develop us, and we're learning from a master kingdom artisan, the king himself. What is it going to take to live an abundant life in Christ? Well, I believe it's going to take subscribing to a kingdom feed. I talked about this in episode 105, and now I'm continuing with this theme with a few more elements. You know, today we understand RSS, at least we've heard RSS. It stands for a really simple syndication, an RSS feed. You're listening to a podcast right now, and the only way you're hearing it is that it's coming through a podcast RSS feed from our hosting provider, and it's syndicating out to major listening options, and you're hearing it through your app. Your feed reader, the app that you're listening through, that's your user's RSS feed, and it's picking up the latest updates from this podcast. Okay, well, the Kingdom RSS feed, I've taken the liberty to create a little acronym, RSS, Royal Spirit Syndication. The Kingdom RSS feed is Royal, King Jesus, Spirit Syndication. Jesus said that I am the vine and you are the branch in John 15. We have to be vitally connected with Jesus. That's sort of what I'm getting at with subscribing to a Kingdom RSS feed. If we want to live the abundant life that Jesus talked about in John 10, we are going to have to be vitally connected. Here's the way Paul put it in Colossians 2. Instead of being vainly puffed up by their fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head, well, we are to do the converse. We are to hold fast to the head. That's that vital connection. It's that absolutely essential connection through which there is a flow of life force. And it's really the the word vital means something that is indispensable to the continuation and the proliferation of life. This is Brian Del Turco. You're listening to Jesus Smart, the podcast. This is episode 109. Recently on episode 105, if you haven't heard that yet, I encourage you to go back after you listen to this one and hear the first part of this conversation where I talk about four elements of subscribing to the Kingdom RSS feed. Jesus said in John 16, verses 13 to 15, that when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare, or your translation may say, He will disclose to you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is Mine, and declare it or disclose it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine, Jesus said. Therefore, I said that he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. I mentioned in 105, 
Imagine the Father in front of the Father, the Son, and then in front of the Son, the Holy Spirit, and then in front of the Holy Spirit, you. The Son turns to the Father, and the Father gives everything to the Son, all things, all authority. The Son turns now to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit turns to him, and Jesus discloses everything to the Holy Spirit. He gives everything to him. And then Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will turn to you and you turn now to the Holy Spirit. And this is where the kingdom RSS feed comes in, Royal Spirit syndication. The Holy Spirit will declare to you or disclose to you everything about Christ, including everything that belongs to him. He will show you what is to come. So see yourself in that flow connected with the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is key in subscribing to this Kingdom RSS feed. Now, in episode 105, I talked about these four elements, being born again, authentically being born again, the priority of God's word in your life, the priority of that prayer connection, working that prayer connection. And I'm going to be honest, it is work, but it's a high leverage creative activity, really worth it. And then being really authentically connected to the society of Jesus, the authentic connection with the body of Christ, those four elements as being part of subscribing to this kingdom RSS feed. Let's talk about three more today. Here's the next one, worship. I want you to imagine that the Israeli encampment in the Old Testament when the 12 tribes would encamp around the tabernacle in the wilderness. Everything is by pattern with God, okay? And we can see these patterns in the Old Testament and see them fulfilled in our new covenant experience today. On the east of the tabernacle, God prescribed that the three tribes of Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun were to encamp on the east. There were three to the north, three to the west, and three to the south. And whenever the camp broke to travel, you know, they broke camp to travel further, moving through the wilderness towards the promised land, or maybe, you know, moving out into some conflict or, or you know, some battle, something of that nature. Here was God's prescription. The three on the east were to break camp first, and the very first tribe was to leave first and take the lead, and that was the tribe of Judah. Judah was the tribe which had a special anointing and calling in the area of praise and worship. The second tribe on the east which was to follow Judah was Issachar. Issachar had an anointing to understand the times. They had prophetic insight into what Israel ought to do. And then the third tribe on the east, Zebulun, which was a tribe which specialized in warfare. I believe they were slingers. Okay. So here's the precedent. Throughout the Old Testament, my friend, there are prophecies, patterns, and precedents, which we can now find their fulfillment in Christ. We can look back through Christ into the Old Testament and understand more about Christ, understand more about our new covenant reality today. Lead into every situation with worship. Judah goes first. That's the priority. Always start with worship. That's why Jesus taught us to pray, our Father, hallowed, or hallelujah, or may your name be sanctified, or praise your name, 
the Issachar anointing, get prophetic insight and divine intel into situations, and then you can do Zebulun, you can do warfare. You see that? The priority of worship, Psalm 22 verse 3 says that you are enthroned on the praises of Israel. Praises establish the throne of God in your situation, in my context, in my situation. There's some need or challenge, or maybe there's an opportunity, a a horizon that's before you. Draw down the manifestation of God's throne, his authority into that situation with praise. Worship invites the king into that setting, into that circumstance. And when the king comes, he brings with him his kingdom. Righteousness, justice, provision, light. He brings the story of God, the adventure of God. Now your life can fit into the adventure of God. I mean, do you remember the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem? The Jews were misunderstanding the nature of his coming at that time. He was not coming in as a conquering political Messiah at that time to overthrow the Romans. That's what they, that's what they thought. But it's still clearly a prophetic picture. It's worship. Hosanna to the king. Hosanna to the coming kingdom. Worshiping, laying down their palms, branches, and their clothing, and the Christ coming into your situation, right? So listen, on a personal basis, if you're a couple, if you're married, families, clusters of kingdom clusters of friends, small companies of believers, and really going all the way to larger companies of believers that you normally think of in a, in a church setting or a worship setting. But, but bring it right down to the personal. Build it out from the personal level. Worship. This is a key to shutting the mouth of the enemy, to silencing the enemy's voice. It's a key to establishing the manifestation of God's throne in your situation. We just don't need the omnipresence of God. We need the manifestation of King God, right? And praise does that. Worship provides that lead so that we can then have prophetic insight and intelligence. Issachar following Judah. And now now we're positioned to do warfare, Zebulun. Let's touch on now the second element in today's episode about subscribing to a Kingdom RSS feed, Royal Spirit Syndication. It would be the um, let's see four five. It would be the sixth element in a total of what will be seven between episodes one hundred five and one hundred nine. Here it is: communion with the Holy Spirit. Now, notice the Trinity in this verse of Paul in Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now, I looked up this Greek, Greek word for communion. It's a familiar Greek word if, you're a, if you study your Bible, koinonia. And this word means a close association, a partnership, a society, a sharing, a participation, a communion and contributory help. Koinonia in the body of Christ, between the members of the body of Christ, is really something that's brought about by the Holy Spirit. 
But how can he bring it about? How does he really know how to bring that about? Because koinonia is experienced in the Godhead between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit themselves. And then he created us in his image to experience it with one another, but also we are brought into the koinonia of the Godhead. No, we don't become God, but we are brought into direct communion and intimate relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And and there's really some sense in which we share in the koinonia that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit experience. We share in that with God, with the Godhead, and we share in that with one another in the body of Christ. This is vital, intimate contact with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, and with Christian society, with other members of the body of Christ. Now, this communion with the Spirit is so key to subscribing to a Kingdom RSS feed. You will get so much benefit out of this. There will be such, it's such a high leverage relational dynamic, communion with the Holy Spirit, I mean, all seven of these, I believe, are keys, and there's probably more that we could say from Scripture, but we're just focusing on these seven. But communion with the Holy Spirit, remember the image of the Father turning to the Son and giving everything to the Son, and then the Son turns to the Spirit and gives it to the Holy Spirit, and then the Spirit declares and discloses to us and helps us to appropriate everything that Jesus is, everything that Jesus has the key interface with the Holy Spirit between us and the Holy Spirit is so key. And I believe is a immense key in subscribing to a kingdom RSS feed. Remember, we're conceiving of it as a royal spirit syndication. And so don't grieve the Holy Spirit is a word that I need to hear in Ephesians 4. Paul says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't want to do anything that's going to like degrade the vitality of my connection with him, this communion. Paul says in in 1 Thessalonians 5, don't quench the spirit. There are infinite ways in which we can grieve, unfortunately, or quench the Holy Spirit, like anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, things that play out on, on the relational plane. Many, there's just myriads of ways in which we can grieve or quench the spirit. We can quench the spirit in our gatherings, by an overemphasis upon human agenda, or by not wanting to, to give space for the Holy Spirit to operate. There can be some sense, some sense in which we quench the Spirit there. We can quench the Spirit in our, in our marriages. If we're treating each other and, you know, if we get off into some little, fall into some pit about something and treat our spouse inappropriately. And, you know, Paul told husbands, if you treat your wife, if you don't honor her as a fellow heir of the grace of life, your prayers are hindered. Well, that's a quenching of the Spirit, because the Spirit is so key in our prayer life. But there's many ways we can parent wrong, or we could, you know, if, if, if we're a child, we could dishonor our parents. That, that quenches the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit has infinite creative power, but we must understand that he's, he's really like a dove, and he will take flight. He won't like leave us in, in the sense of, a, of the residence that he has within our spirit, but I'm talking about a fullness of the spirit and a communion with the spirit and really being highly functional and living a spirit-filled Christ-following experience. 
The Holy Spirit absolutely takes up residence at our conversion. Yet, if we're going to be fair to the reading of Scripture, if we're going to be fair when we look at the book of Acts, and remember, even more than a book of history, the book of Acts is a book, a book of patterns for the entire church age. If we're going to be fair to understanding what has happened throughout church history and into our time, especially get out of the West and go to South America, go to Africa, go to Asia, where the raw power of God is being poured out. There are baptisms and fresh infillings of the Holy Spirit. You know, Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a tense in the Greek, the language of the New Testament. It's a tense in the Greek, which means it starts at a point in time, but it continuously occurs into the present and it will continue into the future. It's that kind of a tense in Greek. Be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. Fresh infusions, fresh releases of the Holy Spirit from our spirit into our psychology, into our physical body, our physicality, through our tongue, through our hands, into the world around us, into our communication. And I just have a desire to stay in intoxicated, I'm putting that in air quotes, but I really mean it, intoxicated with the Spirit's energy. I need and want to be continuously intoxicated with the disclosing of Jesus to me that the Holy Spirit provides. I need and want to be intoxicated with the gifts of the Holy Spirit flowing through me and to me from others. I must run with other believers that also believe these things and are questing to practice and move in the flow of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I need to be intoxicated with the Spirit's lead. Remember, to disobey the Spirit or to dismiss His lead on something has an effect of beginning to quench or grieve the Holy Spirit. just a very tiny infomercial here about the podcast itself. It's growing towards the end of 2019. The last two or three months, it more than doubled its footprint in terms of downloads. And it continues to appear that it's on a trend line where it's growing. And we appreciate that. If you're new here, the best thing you can do is subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to it. And if you like a given episode or just the podcast in general, that's the number one way I hear that podcast audiences develop and the messaging goes further is by word of mouth, that most trusted form of uh, getting the word out. It's that ancient word or, or that ancient promotional tactic of word of mouth. If we want to stay close to him, cultivate communion with him, we will be obedient to his lead. So, I mean, if he says you know, that was really wrong what you said to her. Go to her and apologize, you jerk, and make it right. And whenever that happens, <laughs> the immediate witness is one of relief and peace. It's a confirmation. I feel the smile of the Holy Ghost on me, right? All right. Other times you might be out there working on something or interacting with somebody over here and there is a legitimate offense that comes your way. Some kind of an insult, some kind of fiery dart. Boom. 
hits you right in the chest. You know what? In those instances, give it to the Lord. Holy Spirit, I'm done with it. You take care of it. If you want to talk to them about it, go right ahead. I'm relieved. Even in that, there is precious relief and freedom. Okay. So, you know, I want to be intoxicated with the Spirit's energy in terms of seeing wonders, yes, and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to live in a metallic world, a naturalistic world, a Darwinistic world, moving about as a Christ believer, but in effect, a, pra- a practical atheist. I don't see, you know, God's inbreaking of his voice. I don't see God's inbreaking of his power. I don't see demonstrations and wonders of his spirit like we see in the patterns of the book of Acts, like we see all throughout the Old Testament, to be frank with you. Like we see Jesus talking about greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. It's advantageous that I ascend to the Father and the Holy Spirit be poured out upon you. So I want to stay drunk, my friend. I don't want to walk around like incompetent or stumbling. I don't mean that, but I mean being super competent. I mean being in a heightened state of performance, a peak state, right, of intelligence and of faith. And this is all part of being intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. And by the way, I ran across a word. I forget how it came to me this morning, but the Lord seems to speak to me with words. I love it. A word, a new word will come, a phrase, a concept. I'll read it. Somebody says it. I hear it on a YouTube video, something. What is that word? And then he invites me, I feel, to go and explore that word. And then I pull out that journaling pen and things start coming. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm speaking to you right now on this podcast. Never take that away from me. In fact, I pray that it would increase a hundredfold in my life. But the word was transrational. Transrational. And I know it's a, it's a, it's a compound word. I kind of know what that means just hearing it, even though I've never, to my memory, have heard that word before. But I went ahead and looked it up. And what it means is going beyond or surpassing our natural human reason, right? Our logical categories and boxes that we're so scripted in and stuck in, transrational thinking rises above it. And I want to spend more time with this in study and probably writing an article about it and probably doing a podcast about it, Lord willing. But let me just say for right now that the Holy Ghost will take you to a transrational level. And so will worship And so will word immersion, and so will prayer, and so will a vital connection with the society of Jesus, and so will a a spirit of regeneration and being born again, some of the things we talked about in episode 105. But the Holy Spirit, in communion specifically with the Holy Spirit, will take you into a transrational orbit where we see things that the natural mind can't see. We come up with solutions and answers and God tell, and divine intelligence, and prophetic insight, much like the sons of Issachar, that dynamic, they understood the times and what Israel ought to do, prophetic insight, the Holy Ghost will take us into a transrational orbit. I love just thinking about it. I mean, I think I've tasted some of that, but I want to really get up there. I, w- I, I really want the fuel of the Holy Spirit to rocket me into the orbit that he wants and help me to become transrational. So for example, Jesus looks at his disciples and says, feed them, 
thousands of people. You feed them. Well, the category of thinking they were in was, look, we could go to Walmart and spend a year's salary at Costco, and we still wouldn't have enough to feed all these people. But Jesus wasn't in that orbit. He was in a trans-rational. He wasn't in the Walmart, Costco, year's salary orbit. He was in a creative orbit. He was in like taking something small and blessing it and multiplying it. He gave them the opportunity to do it. Of course, they weren't ready for that. They didn't do it. He did it. He modeled it. Everything he models, it's, it's a pattern. Greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. Anyway, he was in a trans-rational orbit. He was, in the, he was out, of his, out of the natural headspace into God's space, God's mind. And, you know, to be delivered from your headspace, especially if you're a headspace case like I tend to be if I don't watch it, is a true exodus. <laughs> It's a true freedom experience to get out of my headspace through worship, through word immersion, through the communion with the Holy Spirit, to connect with a kingdom RSS feed coming down from above, every good and perfect gift coming down from the father of lights. There's no variation or shadow of turning with him. He's impartial. He'll do for you what he does for them. If you give him half a chance. If you go for it, you got to go for it with all your heart. You got to be hungry. How hungry are you for it? Connecting with a kingdom RSS feed, becoming transrational. Before I get to the third element in today's episode, let me mention episodes 106 and 107. Episode 106 was downloading scripts to your new nature operating system. It was a tight, fast episode. Just like in computers or websites, and I know we're on something of a riff here in these episodes 105 through now, of c- computers and metaphors and feeds, and you know we're, we're, we're just in this space right now. We're getting ready to shift gears here next, next time. But downloading scripts to your new nature operating system. So just like a new script can be installed in a software program to increase its functionality or to make that website more, more, more efficient or faster or more higher performance... So too, we need, as, as we're established in this kingdom RSS feed, we need to be open to receiving these downloads, these new scripts. And I see them as prayer scripts, prophecy scripts, proclamation scripts. Journal these things down, write them down, steward them like they really are valuable to you. And pull them out and use them as necessary. I'm going to pray that prayer again right there. Infused with scripture, led by the Holy Spirit. I may not be the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel, but I feel something of a spirit of prophecy on me right now to speak forth the counsel of God into this area or to even be predictive in nature and begin to declare the end from the beginning, as it says in Isaiah. And we begin to echo and mimic our father. We begin to imitate him. That's how he operates. I encourage you to check out, though, this, this uh, uh, way of thinking about, about kingdom scripts in episodes 106 and 107. Let's talk about number three, partaking of the Lord's table. Little disclaimer right up front, I'm going to be, Lord willing, doing some episodes on this because this is a personal quest I'm on and I'm going to be doing some updates as I seek to learn more about partaking of the Lord's table on a personal basis in home as well as a corporate basis with others, small groups, and larger settings in the body of Christ. But Jesus said, take this bread, this is my body. Take 
Take the wine. This is the blood of the covenant. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11 that as often as you do this, you proclaim the Lord's death. That is, I take that to mean you proclaim the benefits of the atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross, which is the wellspring of everything. It's the wellspring of the covering of our sins. It's the wellspring of dealing with our sin nature. Our old nature was crucified with Christ, depowering our sin nature. It's the wellspring of our physical healing. Isaiah 53, Matthew 8, 17, clearly a connection between the work of Christ on the cross and people being healed by the scores. It's the wellspring of our provision, everything. We proclaim the benefits of the Lord's death as we remember his body, as we remember his blood, right? Now, the backdrop for this is Passover. Remember in the book of Exodus, the death angel is passing over in Egypt, killing the firstborn of everything. And yet God's people are commanded to take the blood of a lamb, take some hyssop, apply it to the the door frame of their home, and the death angel would pass over. It's a type of the blood of Christ. It's a prophetic picture pointing to the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And they were and they had a massive exodus event, 400 years of slavery. They are now released from captivity. They came out with incredible wealth. They were instructed, they were instructed to ask of their Egyptian captors for gold and silver and jewels, and somehow under God, all of that was given to them. They walked out with a bunch of wealth. It also says something amazing. There were none feeble among them. Health, well-being. Now wait, this was a people group enslaved under 400 years, for 400 years, beatings, maltreated. Can you imagine an older Israeli who had lived a life of being a slave under the Egyptians, being beaten, being worn out, perhaps malnourished, you know, just living a life of hard, hard labor. And yet they're walking out without knee problems and joint problems and illnesses. It says there was none feeble among them. This is a picture of health and wellness flowing from the cross into our lives. We have to know it. We have to adjust our belief set points to harmonize with that. We have to appropriate that by faith. Everything that the Bible tells us to do, we have to do it. Whatever Jesus says to do, do it. You know, Mary's word, whatever he says to you, do it. However the spirit leads you and understanding, having a spirit of wisdom and understanding, revelation, and applying the blood. You know, they had to apply the blood to the house. I encourage you through prayer to bring the cross. Just say this to the Lord. Lord, I bring your cross and your blood between me and all things, between me and all people. I bring the cross. I've learned this one from John Eldridge. I bring the cross and the blood of Christ between me and and the city in which I live so that only what's good in the city would pass through, but what's evil would not. The county in which I live, the country in which I live. I bring the cross of Christ between me, the blood of Christ between me and my adversaries. 
anybody who's targeting me in any way. Bring the blood of Christ, the cross of Christ. And then around communion, worship. Do some word immersion. Take communion personally and pray. If you have a special need, I learned this from another teacher just recently. See, I'm on this quest, and so I want to be... I'm trying to actually appropriate these things personally because I'm, I'm sort of half desperate about some things. But worship, word immer- immersion, take communion and pray, target specific needs and horizons and doors. Reflect on the Lord. He said, remember me. Take your time with it. Don't do a little microdose. I mean, get some good grape juice. If you want to do wine, do that. Get a bit of it. I mean, get, get, a, get a fair amount of it in a cup. Get a piece of bread that fills your palm. So it takes you a while to take it in, to eat it, to drink it, to pray, to worship, like go through cycles of it. Take 15 minutes with it. I encourage you to start doing this. I encourage you to get resources to help you learn more about about communion. Uh, This will be coming up on the blog and I'll be able to have some some references there, some links to some resourcing that, that, that I'm working with. And, and want to work with more, more of them. But Psalms 23 says that the table of the Lord, God gives us his table in the presence of our enemies. We just sit down at that table right in the midst of that mess, right in the midst of that adversarial situation, and we are at the table of the Lord. And have fidelity to the table of the Lord. Be only concerned about the table of the Lord and not about the table of demons. Paul, there's a counterfeit in the kingdom of darkness to just about everything, it seems. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 that we cannot partake of the table of demons and the table of the Lord at the same time. We can't be at the table of the Lord and then go to the table of demons with sexual immorality or with idolatry or with even taking in, watching things, you know, a big a big feed. Talk about a kingdom feed. We got a big demon feed coming into our inner man by, you know, we're just watching things and taking in things through media that we should not be. You know, pornography is the table of demons. You will get demonized through pornography. Fidelity to the table of the Lord and not to the table of demons. Okay, we'll talk more about this. Partaking of the Lord's table. So there it is today. Those three elements for today, the table of the Lord, communion with the Holy Spirit, and worship. This now makes up our seven elements in establishing a kingdom RSS feed. You can catch those first four elements in episode 105. Well, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. To learn more about the podcast, you can go to jesussmart.com. You can see the show notes page for this episode for links and additional resourcing. If you hear this right away, as soon as it pops on the feed, it may take, just give it, as much as 24 hours for the show notes page to pop up, come back to jesusmart.com. You can stream it from there. There's links to other resources. And um, it's, it's, I feel un, un, unbiasedly that it's worth going to. Okay. <laughs> okay. So listen, it always uh, helps when you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's now on iHeartRadio. It's on Spotify. You can search your app. Uh, for the for, for Jesus Smart the podcast, and if you go to Alexa and just say, Alexa, play the Jesus Smart podcast, boom, the latest episode will come up for you. When you go to the website, we have an e-letter option. It's a free e-letter. We're hoping there to provide next level ideas, 
insights to develop as a Christ follower and as an apprentice of his kingdom. Jesus is infinitely brilliant. He knows how this life works best starting today.